It was the pilot. Hey everybody, it's Dr. William Clark here for Leadership Conversations. This is the show where we talk about leadership according to the world that matters to you. Uh, I have uh, a friend in, in the studio, um, as I said earlier, in the unrecorded version of the podcast, <laughs> that you're like the person everybody goes to to run ideas by, and you said you accepted that 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 mantra, that title. I like it. You like it. Yeah. And then I asked you how long you've been an entrepreneur, and you, quick, you quickly said, my people... Um, it would be turning 15 that's a profitable business so then you were starting to talk about um, how long you've been trying to start a business so you were talking about writing books and, yeah. t- and, and doing talks and whatnot so t-shirts anything like I, I always like what I, what I really wanted to do or still what I really want to do so my people okay that's my that's a business it's, it's a good business right? right but what I really want to do is be an expert at something and go all over the country talking about that thing. Like what? Expert in what? So right now, my new thing that I feel like I'm going to be an expert <laughs> in. And I, and I, and I, I mean, it's kind of like my wife always says to me that um, I don't ever come up with any new ideas. I do the same stuff. I just call it something different. And so basically, fatherhood, I, I, I'm, I'm on this whole tip right now of manhood. Mm. Right? And so... You know, my people, when I started my people, I started off with a fatherhood program. And fatherhood is one of the main things we do. But I've been doing a lot of thinking about fatherhood. And I and I started, like, drawing this tree. And so I'm, I'm working on this thing called the manhood tree. Mm-hmm. And what I recognize is that fatherhood is a branch of a branch on the manhood tree. And so what, what, I, what I mean by that is that so if the if there's if the manhood tree is like the trunk, the main so manhood is the trunk, mm-hmm. to get to fatherhood, you have to go through relationships, right? So you got one the one of the big branches is relationships. And then from your relationships branches off the fatherhood tree. And so, I mean the fatherhood branch. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm recognizing is that a lot of times, because of the work that we do and the population we serve. Like who's paying us for the services? Mm-hmm. Um, we focus on fatherhood because it has to do with children. But I think that I'm starting to believe that that we need to do more work on manhood. We need to teach men, young men, and and grown men, boys, all this stuff, um, how to be better men. And really looking at it. Um, so if you think about a tree, you know, and imagine that boyhood is like. Basically, you know, the seeds that made the tree grow. So first of all, you got to start off right out the gate. You got to you got to plant the right seeds. So that's like the boy. What kind of boy are you going to have? Is it is it going to be a, a birch? Is it going to be a redwood? Is it going to be bamboo? You know, so just thinking of different types of trees. And then so boyhood is basically where you have your, your you know, your, your seeds, your foundation. This is where um, it all begins. And, and it also goes back to. So a lot of things that determine what kind of man you're going to be is what kind of like, what are your roots? So what is your history? And so when you think about the, the tree, right, if if and think about our boys sometimes and I specifically say, you know, African-American boys, and we'll take that as our example. If they don't know any of their history, so like they don't have a relationship with their father and if their father doesn't have a relationship with their father, I can almost predict for you, you know, almost pretty good what's going to happen for their future with how what kind of man they're going to be mm. how they what kind of father they're going to be you know and so 
right there, if we have young men or boys who who have been planted or seeds that have been planted in not very fertile ground as it pertains to the qualities that we're looking for for manhood, we have to do something to be able to make that different. So we have to recognize it right out the back and say, okay, we're going to do something different. So then as you move up, you go from boyhood to young manhood, and you still haven't even sprouted out the ground. Mm-hmm. And in young manhood, what is happening is the environment also plays a very big part. So we're talking about, you know, when you're a young man, you're kind of like out there in the world. And so you're, you're who, who are you hanging out with? Right. What, what what are you taking into your mind? What is it that you're learning? Are you are you in college? Are you on that path? Are you around the way, just hanging out? Are you you know what is what was it? And so ultimately, that's kind of like what we start seeing how the person kind of sprouts out the ground. And so the manhood tree starts growing, and you have your relationships. And we're not just talking about male female. We're talking about the friends you have. We're talking about your family, all these different types of relationships, and then. Boom, off the relationships because you had this male-female relationship and you the thing I thought was dope was okay, so pause on my tree concept. Okay. Just pause right there. Because I, I love talking about. It. But pause right there. And then I, I came up with this whole other concept around relationships, male-female. And so imagine that instead of us being humans, we're eggs. Right? Okay. All right. So we're, we're all eggs. And imagine that I'm an egg and I see this fine. This fine brown egg, you know, she's just fine. And so what happens is I think a lot of times in our young man phase, sometimes as men, we fall in love with the outer shell. We see, we see the outer shell is like, oh, man, she's banging. She's brown. She's looking all, look how brown she is. You know what I'm saying? And so what happens is, is that we fall in love with what we can see. But we don't get to know what is inside. We don't get to the real, the good stuff, the thing that, that produces life. We, and so what ends up happening is you get in this relationship, boom, 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 boom. And all of a sudden, now the shell, the outer person is going to change because now she's pregnant. Oh. I, never, I never fell in love with her mind. I never fell in love with her heart. I never fell in love with all the things inside that yoke. I ain't fall in love with the yoke. Nah. I fell in love with that outer show. And so because I never got a chance to know her, no, not I didn't, I didn't fall in love with really her. I fell in love with what I saw about her after nine months. If, and, and we see this every day. The relationship's already over before the child is even born. So before you have another child. So, so this is where the fatherhood stuff becomes very interesting because you, right at the gate, what, what, what I recognize is that our young eggs, right, are not learning how to love somebody for real. They're learning how to love what they can see. And all of us do this sometimes. We we love certain things that we see. Oh, I got to get that new car. Oh, I got to do this. Oh, but we ain't dealing with, like, the real peace. And nobody's teaching us how to love. Nobody's saying, like, yo, when you love somebody, this is what love means. Mm. This is how you love somebody. This is what you do when you love somebody. And so what happens is, that foundation, the, the the soil that we're we're having, or you know, I'm I'm mixing analogies. I'm working on this part, but it it, it gets messed up right out the gate. The egg, the egg uh, visual makes a ton of sense. Hmm. Yeah, because the shell ain't nothing. No, nah, it's not even. I don't think it's. I don't know if it's usable. It, nobody does anything with the shell. No, I, I was discard it. I was thinking about um my wife yesterday, just mm-hmm. like how amazing. 
person. Yeah. Mother she is. Great. Good good to have I mean, that. she has an awesome out of shell too. I mean, right. you know. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But she's a beautiful person. And I find myself actually describing people based upon their yoke. Mm. You know, I often, if you ask me about certain people, um, I may say, man, that's a beautiful person. Mm-hmm. You know, and it has nothing to do with how they look. It's about their soul. Right. The interior, who they are, their heart, um, their morals, their ethics. And it makes a difference. So for those of you listening, right, you may be wondering why is Abdul talking about this? Well, all of this kind of feeds into the topic today, which is launching a new venture. And I've been wearing this topic out quite a bit on the podcast, and this is no different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I specifically want to talk about launching a new venture and uh, how to sustain it. And and more specifically, Abdul is launching um, this venture, and maybe I think this is the second year around, but mm-hmm. when, I, when we last talked, this is a more serious attempt at really getting it off the ground. That is the That's Matter 2 movement. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why you all are hearing the back end of it. And I'm going to I want to dig in with Abdul while I have him to kind of talk more about his project that's coming up on September 14th. Where, when? So, yeah, the Dads Matter 2 Community Field Day and Food Truck Festival. Now, keep in mind, this is not totally an Abdul thing. Okay. This is more like a DCF thing that Abdul has jumped on board with. Shout out to DCF. Yeah, shout out to DCF. So um, the Dads Matter 2 Community Field Day and Food Truck Festival will be on September 14th. Um, 2019 at Sharshan Park from 10 to 4 p.m. And the whole point of the day is to really um, yell at the top of our lungs, at the top of the mountain, that dads matter, that dads are important, that dads are, um, are, are, are going to make a difference in their children's lives. And so on that day, we're going to celebrate dads. Right. We're going to celebrate their relationship with their children. We're gonna we're gonna do activities. We're gonna so we're gonna have you know field day games, three legged race, potato sack race, um, the egg and spoon race. We're gonna have water balloons. We're gonna we're gonna have a, a laser tag out there. We're also gonna have tons of free food. We're gonna have like you know we got like six different food trucks that are gonna be out there. Mm. We're gonna have resources. So like maybe people need services or support or something. So we're gonna have tons of vendors out there that are gonna be. You know, talking about their programs. We're going to have tons of entertainment. But the whole day, the whole concept, the whole idea is about saying that dads matter too. Now, a lot of times people say, well, what about moms? And we say, oh, that's why we're saying dads matter too. Because we know that moms matter. Moms matter. We love moms. Everybody loves their mom. But dads matter too. And we recognize that when dads are involved in their children's lives, The outcomes for those children improve. The outcomes for those children go up. And so you want to see a child do better educationally? Get his dad involved. If you want to see a child do better overall in life, have an engaged and involved father in his life. And so this this is no knock to moms. We just recognize that children need the balance of having a dad in their life. And so this event celebrates dads, celebrates fathers, and we, we really want everybody in the community come out. Everything's free. I said the F word. F word. And so, you know, DCF has an initiative called Dads Matter 2. And, you know, the great Anthony Gay out of the Waterbury office, he does this huge event in Waterbury. So his event is actually the week after ours. No, two weeks after September. I think his is the week after, 21st. But they have a Dads Matter 2 
Uh, they have a road race and, um, a, you know, similar event in, in Waterbury. But our event on the 14th, this is our second year. What we were doing before is we would go to somebody else's big event and we would hand out T-shirts that said Dad Matter 2. we give out some water, maybe some popcorn. And so one day I went into the meeting and I was like, yo, we should do something ourselves. And they were looking at me like, come on, Abdul, we can't do anything. And I was like, no, in addition to doing something ourselves, we should raise $10,000 to do it. And they're like, oh, this dude's lost his damn mind. Excuse my language. And I was like, nah, we could do it. And so, you know, of course, last year we raised $10,000 and we did a great event in Sharshan Park. And then this year when we started planning for the, the event, I said to everybody, I said, guys, last year was great. But this year, it's going to be amazing. And to get to amazing, we have to raise $20,000. And so we're still trying to raise that $20,000. I mean, we're, we're, we're like at $15,000. I mean, um, so we're about $5,000 short. So if anybody's watching this video and they say, man, I do believe the dads matter too. I would like to donate to that. You can donate to our, our nonprofit that is uh, that we use to, to run this event, Dreams Empower Incorporated. You can find us online, dreamsempower.ct.org. And you can donate to Dads Matter 2 Community Field Day or come out, volunteer. More, more than anything, don't worry about the money. What we want you to do is come out and have a good time with your children. Mm. That's it. So uh, I want to dig into the background of this, uh, and then we'll talk more about the frontline piece of the services, what you envision. Mm -hmm. um, so again, shout out to DCF and all that they're trying to do with families um, and, and fathers. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to talk about launching a new venture, venture and funding it. Mm. Because what this represents, and, and as you gave the kind of the story of, you know, yet last year was good, but we want to raise ten, twenty thousand mm -hmm. dollars. There are people right now who are saying, "I want to do an event. I want to launch a business. I want to launch, want to launch a nonprofit, mm -hmm. and don't know where to get the money, how to fund the money." So let's start with launching a new venture. Mm -hmm. um, so you kind of gave some of the concept and the background of 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 where the venture or the idea came from. Uh, Talk to us about what it takes to conceptualize something you see in your mind that is completely untangible, mm -hmm. and how do you move it from the mental to a manifestation of reality? Like, what steps do you go through to make something real? I think that the first thing you got to do is like, okay, so I, I love that because I talk about vision every single day. I Which all like leaders should. It, it's it's all there is, man. Yeah. If people understood that, that. Like, I literally spend time sitting in my office, and I'm just not... It looks like I'm not doing anything. But I'm looking at the wall, and I'm thinking about the future. I'm thinking about how am I going to get there? And for all the leaders out there, just before he gets goes yeah. into it, those who want to be leaders, let me just give you insight. Thinking is a full-time job. Yeah. And it wears you out. Because it's a lot of work. Dude. And envisioning the future is a full-time job. So if you're not spending time thinking about your future or the future business, project, whatever, I'm not sure you're working. You're not, you're not working. <laughs> you know, but let's go back before vision. Right. Because I think that there's a step that oftentimes I think people miss. Because I watch people start nonprofits all the time. Like nonprofits, they, they want to start a business. They do different. They want to do something. And the step that they miss is the step where before you go out and start your own business, this is this is very, 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 very important. There is a time 
where you need to be out in the community shaking hands and kissing babies. That's what I call it. You got to go meet people. You got to show up at people's stuff. You got to go learn what's like, what's the feel of our community? What is going on? Like, And so to me, one of the most important things that people skip, they want to start a business, but they don't got no friends. They don't have no supporters. They've never supported anybody else. They never go talk to people. They, so, so it's like, oh, well, I'm not successful. I didn't succeed at what I was trying to do. But it's because you never... And like the investment in your business starts long before you open up the door. And so the, the vision is before the door is open. You don't, you don't open the door and then say, like, now nah, how are we going to do this? That's before. The meeting of the people. Like, I mean, I promise you, right now, and let's say, let's say 20 years later, right? So 20 years ago, when I was young, had hair, everything was black, all that, right? I used to go to people and talk to them, sit with leaders in our community. They weren't even like at the level they are now. They, I was like, this person's a leader. They might have just been a manager at the time. You know, I would go places and just go to, I would go to different businesses in our community because I want to be a businessman. And I would just sit in the business all day. Like I would go to True Books and just be in there talking to Trevor. I would go to Northern Agent. And spent literally every Saturday, I would go to the Northern Agent. And in the Northern Agent, Yolanda would be in there. She, she, Mr. Allen might walk in like, hey, Mr. Allen, how you doing, Mr. Allen? He, he, he founded the Northern Agent, right? How you doing, Mr. Allen? Yolanda's his wife. Then after, after uh, Doug McCory, he would, be, he, he would come over there every Saturday. So me, Doug McCory, uh, Yolanda, Violette, she would come up in there, right? Now, Doug McCory... He wasn't a state a senator at that time. He was just Doug, right? And so it's like you don't know what what path somebody else is on. So as you meet these people that you're out shaking hands and kissing babies, networking with, developing relationships with, because it's not just fake. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, oh, I'm just going to be here, and then one day this person might be somebody. No. No. You're going genuine. Like, you have to be genuine. And so, like, people would see, like, yo. This kid, he really, you know, he wants to know something. And I was telling somebody this. Oh, yesterday I was telling somebody this. Is that you have to maintain a good name. So this is all before I ain't even got a shingle. I have a name, Abdul Rahman Ibn Muhammad, right? Where my father, Abdul Rahman Muhammad, already established our name in this community. So all I have to do is Get on his coattail, ride that coattail. Now, you can only ride the coattail so far. Now, if I ride my coattail, my father's coattail, all the way to the promised land, is, is he can only, I can only go where he's going. But I have a vision for myself that might be a little different than my dad, right? And so I got a name. I'm going out. I'm trying to meet people. Sometimes people will meet with you just because of your good name. Sometimes people will meet with you just because, oh, this is a young person trying to do something. Like, they're not going to turn you down. Sometimes you got to call people up and say, hey, man, can I come over there and talk to you? And sometimes you go talk to people and they might not tell you nothing that you thought is dope or not. But you never know where the people are going to land later. So you go out. This is, I haven't even come up with an idea for a business yet. Oh, oh, I used to do, I used to sell greeting cards, Right. I came up with my own greeting cards. My people's, my people's 
urban cards. Those were my, my greeting. There was no white people clinical services. The reason I was at the Northern Asian is because one day I had a box of greeting cards and I went over there and I was like, how you doing, Yolanda? Would you like to buy some of my greeting cards? Could you put an ad in the Northern Agent about my greeting cards? And she was like, I'll buy some, but I ain't putting an ad in there. And so I was just, all right, well, she bought a couple of cards, and then I would just keep going over there. Because I like to talk. We talk, I laugh, all this stuff. And so you got to develop relationships with people because you don't, like, I'm not, I'm not, Especially in entrepreneurship, this is deep. In entrepreneurship, you're not gonna be able to like there. I know tons of people right now. They're the CEO of whatever they do, right? But they don't have no relationships, so it doesn't mean anything. Just because you name yourself CEO doesn't give you the the, the respect of a CEO. So when you go get a job as a CEO, so like for example, um. One of my frat brothers is the CEO of Capital Community College, right? Shout out Dr. Harris. Dr. Harris, right? So he worked his career, boom, boom, building, 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 and now he's CEO because he built himself to get to that point. Inside of a system, he became the CEO. When you're starting from scratch, just because you call yourself CEO, nobody cares about that. The only way you get respect the only way that you get all of the like people see you as a, a person that is um that is uh that has a good reputation that, that 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 is respectable in our community is that you have to you have to go out and go meet people you got to be able to say oh I offer this quality product I do this quality thing and so I don't know if I'm off the topic nope but these are all like that's three things you got to do before you get to vision before you even get to vision you you got you got to you got to go out there and meet people. Before you get to vision, you got to you got to um shake hands and kiss babies. You know? And so now at vision is it's like and and the great thing about business is this. You're going to try something, right? I'm going to try this idea. And if it works, I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, I'm going to stop doing it. But if I really love it, I might bring it back later. But for right now, I'm going to stop. So you, 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 I, we call it in my family, we call it bingo bango, right? <laughs> okay. Bingo bango. And so basically what that means is we're going to throw stuff against the wall. If it sticks, keep doing it. If it don't stick, done. There's like a scientific uh, uh, usefulness of bingo bango. <laughs> now, now, now for people listening, it doesn't work all the time. So let's be real. But there's something about... Uh, the the throwing stuff against the wall to see what sticks because what what you're talking about is action and doing something of of actionable uh, intent. So let me let me say this for for the Christians out there. What Abdul said, he said you got to meet people, show up where people are. Then the second thing he said was maintain a good name. And in this particular verse of wisdom, I, I always cherish. And it's Proverbs twenty two one: a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, and favor is better than silver or gold. And I think you would. Agree, you got favor and a, a pretty solid name in the community. Then you said relationships, and then then vision comes into play. And listen, people, if you're listening and you're like, ah, that's not my order or that's not my list, cool. I mean, yeah. the list is the list for the moment, for the season. Sure. There are things that that has to happen, and so I feel you, man. And I think that a lot of people do take for granted like the history that they may have sown. Mm-hmm. You know, before mm-hmm. they start a venture. Right. So when so-and-so comes up with this project, some people in their mind like, mm, okay, here we go again. Every day. 
<laughs> Here we go again. Versus had you been okay, here's another scripture reference. Faithful over a few things, mm -hmm. the insignificant things, mm -hmm. then here comes the big thing. You can be faithful over that. People, right. when they don't trust you with launching a business is because they seen you when you didn't have nothing. They don't trust you then. Exactly. Exactly. Right. It's, <laughs> you, I mean, it, it's, it's great that you said it, right? Because ex you, you, that's exactly what happens. Oh, I'm going to start this business. And everybody's like, here we here go. go. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> here he go. This dude, oh, this dude's going to, okay. I'm supposed to go send my kids to this dude, right? Yes. And so, like, people know who you are. Already, man. And, and listen, this, this ties into what you were talking about earlier about the roots. Your roots may be bad. Your history may be bad. Mm -hmm. But I do want to talk about later, how do we re- how do we uproot you mm -hmm. and replant you? Because oh, yeah. even though you've developed a bad name and you're wondering how can I get out of it, especially in a small town like Connect or Hartford, that's right. You can be replanted. You can. But it's gonna take some time. It does take time. But that's the other thing. That's the other thing. So vision, right? Mm -hmm. Time. Time. Every, yo, everybody knows about the 10,000 hours. But nobody wants to do the ten thousand hours. No. People, and then uh, and then some people are out there talking about they think it's actually ten thousand hours when it might be actually twenty thousand hours, thirty thousand hours. Yeah, you know, like what 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 we're doing is when when you're in business and you're you're deciding you're going to be an entrepreneur or whatever. Like it's funny. Like I watch all types of entrepreneurs on online and. I'm a social. I'm a social worker, man. At the at the at the root of it, I'm not sitting over here saying like I'm about to be a, a billionaire. I'm gonna be a millionaire social worker. I don't think that's gonna probably happen. But I'm doing what I think I'm supposed to be doing. I feel very good about what I do. And so it's like what what you gotta do is like you gotta decide that that go. This is it. I have no plans on like this is what I do. I'm gonna do a job. I, I was watching this guy the other day. He was sweeping the street. And I was like, I would never want to do that job. Then I was at another place. I was at a restaurant. And I was like, they were, they were like, I was I walked in the restaurant, I almost fell down because the floor was so slippery, right? It was like they had on nonstick shoes. And I was thinking to myself, I don't want to be in a, in a restaurant. They got to stand up all day. And I was thinking to myself, like, you know, young people, old people, I don't know, people aren't thinking about like, yo, if I don't get a uh, if I don't do something I love, and I and maybe there are some people that love to work at the restaurant, or maybe some people they love to sweep streets, right? If I'm not doing something I love, that means that every day I got to get up and go do something for money. Like, it's painful. It's like I'm just going to do this. There's no purpose. Yeah. Like like so vision purpose right purpose. I feel like I have a job that is like it's my purpose, and so I'm. Every day, I don't care what day of the week, I don't care what holiday, I don't care. Yo, I'm going to go do what I do. Right. Okay. These other people, they got to go do a job. So, and a great, you told, you made a great point just then. Yo, if you're tired of getting up every day and going to a job you hate, every day going to go do something you don't love, going to go do something, ch change course. Yeah. Start taking a class. Go, go learn something else so that you can go do something else. Because... What's the point of the, like, imagine that we only have one life, right? We got this one life and you're going to waste that life sweeping the street. You're going to waste that life working a job that you just hate to do. And so I was just thinking about, you talk about blessed, you talk about scripture, all, but it's like, think of how blessed, like my job, like 
I talk or I listen. That's it. I come up with ideas. I implement those. But I'm not lifting no table. I'm not. I wear a bow tie all summer and then I put on a regular tie. I Like, this is what I chose. This is what I want to do. There's somebody that they want to work with their hands. They want to lift the table and all. But not me. And so when you don't have vision, when you aren't operating in your purpose, when you don't kind of like think through what you really want to do with your life, you get stuck. And you get stuck saying, I got to go do this job for some money. I saw this post today. There was this guy. He was a a mechanic. And he went back to school and became a medical doctor. Right? So sometimes you see somebody as a mechanic and you think, well, that's that's what they're going to do for the rest of their lives. But actually, no, this guy said, I'm going to go ahead and become a medical doctor. And the funny thing is, now that I'm saying this out loud, it's almost like they're kind of very similar. (laughs) Like, you know, it's like working on the inside or something. And so- I just feel like, you know, if you're going to start something, you got to, and that's the other thing. People want everything to happen fast. Facts. They want to, they, they, they just think, oh, I'm going to come up with this idea and I'm going to be a millionaire by the end of the week. <laughs> end of the day. End of the day. I made it. I'm going to be on Oprah. She don't even got a show no more. But, you know, it's like, you got to, you have to be doing it for the long haul. Like, I, I think the last time I came on the show, I, was, I had just come up with the decision that my people is like a hundred year brand, right? So I'm trying to work on the next hundred years. And so like you, a few minutes ago, you said, you know, like we're teenagers, 15 years old. And so I'm over here thinking, like, okay, I'm about to wrap up this first 15. And now I got to, over this next 15, this is what I have to accomplish. I'm thinking about 15 years, like right. next 15 years. And so I just, I mean... I don't know. What, what else can I tell you? <laughs> Listen, uh, you, you making me jump into my pastor role today. Okay. Uh, That's okay. Proverbs 29, 18. I love Proverbs. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that. It's my favorite book of the Bible because okay. it's, it's wisdom. It's like talking to mature folks mm-hmm. when, you read the, when you read Proverbs. But like you said, man, um, Proverbs 29, 18, where there's no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. Mm-hmm. The blessed are the people that keep the law. And the lack of vision causes people to get out of their lane Mm -hmm. and do things that they are not called to do. Perhaps you are the person that is called to be a street sweeper. What what, what happens and what should happen is not that you should stay doing the work manually. Mm -hmm. There should be a growth and evolution of your craft and skill that allows you to do what you do well, but on a broader scale. Mm. So why not master street sweeping and the techniques and the movements of the broom and make a machine that does it even better? Hey, I love that idea. You're still doing what you but do. But you got to be thinking about that. You got to think. And so it, there. So this is the part where I want to get into, too, where staying in your lane is so important. And mm-hmm. it doesn't mean just because you specialize in this, you can't do this, this, and this. Right. What that actually means is you got to be really good at figuring out how your gift and skill combines in other areas or fits in other areas so that you can be more creative and innovative. Mm-hmm. The other thing I wanted to say about what you were talking about, you were talking about the 10,000 hours, 20,000 hours yeah. of studying. And that can seem extremely daunting, especially when you want to do something over again. But I love the example you gave. You said the person was a mechanic but became a doctor. Yeah. All right. So, and you said, one of the things you said was, it's almost like the same because they work on the inside of outer shell, which right. is what a doctor yeah. does, right? Yeah. 
that example explains how you can easily get to the 10,000 hours of study. Mm -hmm. If you look at the course of your career and the steps you've taken and the journey that's been designed for you by a higher power, Mm -hmm. you will see there are trends from your childhood up to your adulthood that connects many dots. So while a mechanic is certainly not a doctor, Mm -hmm. but the intricacies of understanding how to maneuver around a hose or a a bolt or get this in and get this out without ruining other pieces of the system, the car system, is no different than being a skillful surgeon. Right. Pick, pick your poison, right? I agree. It's it's the discipline, it's the focus, it's the steady hand, it's the art of it, it's the science of it. Mm-hmm. And to convert that skill to be now a doctor is just learning terminology, is learning the different system or the different platform. Right. But the skill set is still the same. It's already there. So if you are trying to be an entrepreneur and you're running away from what has gotten you to where you are, you got to connect those dots. Because now you're, you're starting fresh for no reason. Mm-hmm. Here's another good example. For those of you looking to get a doctorate degree, one of the best pieces of advice I received early on was don't take for granted uh, the discussions and the small papers you're doing. Mm -hmm. Because when you get to three, four years from now, you're going to have to write a big old paper, right? right? Your dissertation, your final thesis, or whatever the case may be. And if you're smart, you're going to take it seriously. You combine everything from day one. Right. By the time you get to year three or four, Mm It now becomes, let me edit this thing and smooth it over. When I got that advice, Abdul, mm-hmm. every assignment, every discussion, I didn't care what the class was talking about. Right. I knew that this is the topic I'm going to write about right. in four years, and I'm going to write pieces of it now. Right. So while it may seem insignificant to you and just some of my classmates rolled their eyes about what I was writing about, it mattered to me and my topic. Mm-hmm. And of course, I mastered to the class at the time, but man, it made so much of a difference and when I got to the end and all I had to do was edit, mm-hmm. and it took me about a month to hire somebody to edit a, a, a multiple, it was a it was a book. Right. <laughs> right. Edit the book. And mm-hmm. I think it's the one, the green book over my shoulder. Nice. Done. Done. Right. And, and you just can't take for granted what you've been through, man. Well, well, what I was thinking about. So last night I, wa- I was watching the uh, Dave, Ch- Dave Chappelle special, right? And I was like, Dave Chappelle's a funny dude, man. I was laughing it up. And I was saying to myself, you know, he's been doing this for like 20 years, 20, 25 years, just doing comedy. He's a comedian. And so, and I was saying like, yo, I've been doing social work for 20, 25 years. I'm a, I'm a social worker. This is what I do. And so what I recognize is that you got to like, the sooner a person decides, figures out what they like, it's your life's work. And so the thing is, is that over time, If you're putting yourself constantly, trying to put yourself in the right position, meeting the right people, it's like you grow up with these people. So, like, he was showing pictures of him. He was with, you know, Charlie Murphy, who passed away. He was with talking about Prince. He was, And because he's a celebrity, these are people that he's meeting in different places throughout his journey. It's the same for any journey. But you can't do your journey... From your house, from the internet. You can't do, I mean, unless you're gonna be an internet person. I mean, it's possible if that's what you wanna do. But I just feel like people need to understand that whatever, like the, the, the reality is this unless you come up with something different, whatever career you're in right now, whatever job you go to, this is what you're, you're gonna be known for. This is what you're gonna be doing. This is your thing. And so I'm, I'm trying to encourage people to, to do the thing 
that they actually would love to do because who wants to waste 20 years of their life doing a job that wasn't something that like made them excited it made them like happy about doing it felt like they made an impact in the world in some way shape or form the the street sweeper somebody has to do it and if you're going to be sweeping streets for 20 years you you might as well be the best at what you're going to do are you the the people listen are you the best at what you do are you are you aspiring to be the best are you have you carved out it's interesting to say the best right because there's like no chart where it's like oh that's the best have you carved out a space that is your space that you can go in this space and say i control this space this is me this is what i do and so i feel like that's the piece that oftentimes i don't know if people are thinking about this and so and 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 to go back to our initial point what happens is people get an aha moment so they're sitting at home and they're hating their job and their aha moment is I'm going to start a business. I'm going to start my own business. I hate my job. I'm going to start a business. But they've never done any of the groundwork. The groundwork. So I'm trying to forget about the vision. Don't even do the vision. Go do some groundwork. Before you could get to all that, you got to go make, make a name for yourself. Show up. Be the guy that shows up. Be the woman that shows up. Yo, every time we're doing something, he or she is here. Everybody know, yo, there's this kid. You got to interview this kid. There's this kid. His name is Matt Rivera. Matthew Rivera. He's from the Bronx. He goes to Trinity College. So Matt, I met Matt like a year ago on my ice cream truck. I'm on my ice cream truck doing ice cream for a dream. Maybe a little bit more than a year ago. So Matt, Brandon McGee told Matt to, call, to come talk to me. So he's coming to talk. So Matt runs the ice cream truck now. Matt is... Is a, going to a senior trinity, and anybody in our city that is making moves, doing something, Matt knows them, and they know Matt because Matt is doing. He doesn't know. I don't think he's like sitting there in his room saying, "Like I'm doing the groundwork right now. I'm making a name for myself." But that's exactly what he's doing right now. Inadvertently, maybe it's planned. I hope it's planned. It'd be great if it was planned. He's meeting all the people where. If he stays in the city, or even if he says, you know what, I'm going to graduate next year and I'm going to go back, I'm going to move back to New York, I'm going to go somewhere else. The model that he's using where he's a known person in our city, he there's, there's like a thousand students on Trinity College that nobody knows. But everybody knows Matt because he's made a decision to get out here in the community and get him. So the person listening right now, before you get to all the other stuff, go, go, go meet the people. If they don't know you in the community, if you're if you're in a community and nobody knows you, if you go in Hartford and you say my name to anybody that's doing something, they don't know me in certain places because they ain't doing nothing. Go to the people that are making moves. If they don't know me, something's wrong. Because I that's how I'm set up. I, I set that up. That's anybody can do it too. Anybody. I'm trying to be respectful of your time. You get me riled up. Oh, it's time to go. You got to go. Oh, I, this, I thought it was 10 minutes, man. This is good. This is what we need to talk about, man. It is. High school student, middle school student, high school student, college student, man. You're in your mid-40s and you're trying to restart your life. Go. So you're you're a, call, you're a call center worker and you want to start a... a, a 
a hair care business is possible, man. Go see all the hair care people. Come on, man. It's, no, like anything that you want to do, there's people it's that do it. accessible right there, man. They, they right. Demetrius, Demetrius Chambly owns Madame's Beauty Supply. They just opened that up a few months ago, right? That dude does some of the best internet marketing, community-based internet marketing of anybody, right? And so he, you know, why do I know him? I, I'm bald. I don't have... I go, like, I have been to a store on more than one occasion, and I don't I don't buy hair products. Like, <laughs> think about that. And the reason I go to the store is because I want to be around people that are making moves. Like, anytime I'm, like, if people pop up on my timeline all of a sudden, and I'm like, I never, like, because I'm not from Hartford. So, I'm not a Hartford guy in the sense of like that, right? But when I see... The people make, I want to know everybody that's making moves. So if, if, if you're listening, if you got this far into the podcast today and you, Hey, you're, you feel like you're a making move person and I don't know you and we don't know each other. Let's go out to lunch. That's, look, look we on going you, out, on we you. We going out to coffee. So he does lunch. I do coffee. Yeah. I'm the same way. We, we could not, we, you got to go. We could not get to the question of, how to fundraise, but I suspect mm-hmm. fundraising, uh, you would say, I definitely would say, is basically and mainly a part of part of the process of who you know and who knows you. And your ability to make that appeal, the ability to say, hey, would you invest? Would you partner? Would you engage to support this effort? And what do you say in 30 seconds? Listen, okay, I'm going to give you more than 30 seconds. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. I'm, not, I'm a terrible fundraiser. I'm going to start off. Let's just start off with that. I'm a terrible fundraiser. For those of you who are terrible this is Abdul's book or my book I gave to him, Grant Writing. Oh, you giving that to me? Good. Oh, this is for you. Thank you. Yeah. No. So, if I was good at fundraising, mm-hmm. my nonprofit would be out of control. <laughs> but but now, now keep in mind. Right. So, so Dreams and Power, right? We, we're, right after the Dads Matter event, the name for Dreams and Power has switched to My People Community Services. Mm-hmm. This is like exclusive stuff right here. So, I always say, I I always say I'm not a good fundraiser. This is like something I say consistently. I caught myself one day and I was like, why do you keep saying that? So now I'm saying, no, I'm actually a good fundraiser. I can actually do whatever I want to do. I can, I could actually fundraise as much money as I want to raise. Cause I know tons of people and I have good relationships with them and they have money. And, 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 and the reality is, I don't even really want the money from the people I know. Because when you're really good at fundraising, you get the money from the people you don't know. So I'm, watch what happens in a year. You should have me back on, my, on the show. Well, you'll be here. Oh, yeah. But what, <laughs> I'm saying to you is, what I'm saying to you is, is that My People Clinical Services is a, is a for-profit agency where, it, where now we have My People Community Services, which is our nonprofit arm. Most people have a nonprofit arm or businesses. They'll have a nonprofit and then they want to have a for-profit arm. I got a, a very firm for-profit arm. Watch what I do with my nonprofit arm in the next year. Because, and, and, and part of it is I have to now, I've never had to operate in the nonprofit world. I've always operated in a nonprofit world operating as a for-profit. So I have to find my little angle. But watch, all of a sudden, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to write grants. I'm going to do RFPs. 
and I'm going to fundraise for because you know we do a lot of community events, and these community events will be under my people community services, and so, and I'm not doing a bunch of uh, quid pro quos where I have to give what they give to me, then later on I got, no, I'm going to the places and the people that have the money to give to things that I'm trying to do in our community to make our community better, and so. That's another thing. Mindset, right? We didn't even talk about that. No. Mindset. I'm a bad fundraiser. I don't know how to fundraise. But let me, so let yeah. me get at that because I was going to say that to you. I think you're lying. I think you're a good fundraiser. And no, I'm, a I'm a great fundraiser. Wait, well, I just so, told you so that. So I'm going to tell you why I think that. Why? You've been in business for 15 years. Just about. And the business you're in requires you to sell yourself and your company and your team in order to get the contract or the agreement in place. Right. Bro, that that that's not no, but what I want fundraising. No, what I want is I want the money. I want people because to to for just just like we talked about before, for people to write a check to your organization, mm-hmm. they have to see the work that your organization does. They have to be. They have to believe in you. Right. They have to say, when I die, I want all my funds to go to this because this is why. This is how the big agencies do it, right? Because somebody believes in them. They, they believe in their mission. They believe in what they've done in their community. They say, give my entire money that I saved throughout my life to this organization to help them continue to do that great work. That's where I'm going. So I, I believe you because you've been talking about this. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying for, for to you mm-hmm. as encouragement and to anybody, you're getting ready to leverage what you've done most of your life yeah. to a whole different realm. I sure am. It's not far-fetched. For you to say what you're saying. No. And this is what we've been talking about this entire podcast. For people who feel like you're stepping to a new realm and it seems crazy, it's not that crazy if you look at your resume. Right. The greeting cards, mm-hmm. selling books, mm-hmm. getting rejected, yep. starting My People Clinical Services. Great. That's so. This is me being a pastor again. I've been preaching <laughs> to mm. my congregation about why we revel in suffering. Mm. And the moments are of delay mm-hmm. because it builds character and strength and endurance and it gives us a reason to have hope. Right. All that history you're talking about, if yeah. you were sitting in my church, you'll be hearing this sermon right now. Right. That all of that is building you up to for this moment. Right. And I think this is an encouragement for anybody, believer, non-believer, secular, mm-hmm. non-secular, non-profit, for-profit, black, white, male, female. Mm-hmm. Your your life is not a waste. No, and I think that's the message you're talking about on September 14th with Dads Matters too. Mm-hmm. Your life is not a waste. Mm-hmm. Yes, you may be going through family drama. You may not be with the, the baby mama, or maybe you're in a good relationship, but things are cool. Either way, it's not a waste. Right, it's leading you up to this moment and this purpose to be the best dad possible mm-hmm. in the life of your children. This is a great talk. Any parting thoughts, man? Well, you know. I, I I just like to say stay tuned. I like I like coming to a place where I know I can come back, right? Yeah, and you're so invited. yeah, so stay tuned. I mean, I I'm excited about everything we talked about, yeah. and and one of the things I like to do is offer to anybody that's listening. Hey, don't like hit me up if you would like to talk. Like if you want to talk about your business, your idea, your thing you want to do. Same here. Um, and 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 if not me, hit somebody up. Yep. Hit everybody up. Because Thanks. the thing is, is like, that's what it's all about. You want to be known as that kid that everybody, hey, did that kid come over? You know that kid? You want to be that kid because that's how you get to where you want to get to. Oh, you want to be that old dude. Hey, this is old dude, man. He's hitting everybody up. He's trying to talk to all the entrepreneurs. Hit that, be that guy or that woman because 
that's what it's all about. You asked me mm-hmm. about uh, before we came on live about uh, what's going on with the project I'm pursuing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I told you I emailed everybody and their mother. Yeah. Be that guy. Be that guy. Yo, there's this dude. He's, he's hitting everybody up. <laughs> and and so now what happens is they say, what do you know about him? I don't know. That, Let me go check. Step 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 two. <laughs> what do you know about this guy? Yeah. So now somebody has to get they, they look they're they're gonna look up. They're gonna find out who you are. Yeah. Right? Yep. Listen, you gotta go. This yeah. I feel way too rushed. I know we did 45 minutes, but bro, this is like not enough time. Thank you. Hey, next time. Next time. Yeah. See you next time, brother. Peace. Peace.